Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! you off, tell us a joke about dicks. In the mix, you got the desk, not telling you where it's at. Stephen Gord, oh my lord, bowing down to bone bat. Podcasting your asses in nerdy, masterful classes. Sweet the speak of the geek to all the internet masses. Take your glasses off a set, I'm dropping bombs on your dome. In your home, pull your bootstraps up, it's time to burn chrome. Dirty jokes from the nerdy blokes, chewing on them curvy loads. Of that quirky counterculture wrapped up in their wordy show. B-movie holy men, wombat metalhead. Politics, amen, independent artist friend. Renaissance casters of the full fan spectrum. Nonchalant notables break through the bedlam of bullshit. Quick wit, free hits of the populace. Vulcan with some Romulus, rolling prime like Optimus. Money. How do we get money? Mom's purse.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 212 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. Why are you talking so fast? Because we've got a lot to do, Gord. <laughs> You're freaking we've me out, man. We've got a film man. festival to promote. Okay, you want me to start again? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 212 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. <laughs> Why are you talking so slow? You sound like a hick that got hit in the head. <laughs> what the hell? What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> the show starts... I hope we keep recording wanna, this. I tell you what, do you want to count attempt. me in like a drummer so I can <laughs> so I can know the exact cadence you need to have to start the show? You're like a freaking rat on speed to start. Hey, you get <laughs> and then golly gourd! Not Jesus only got thrown what this is ridiculous. Gazelle, I can't Welcome work like this. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 212 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. This is Gord. Was that an adequate pace <laughs> in adequate. which to start the fucking show, Gord? I are feel you, it was are adequate. Are you happy with that? I don't know about happy, but I, I am laughing and crying at the same time. So that's something. I'm sure the Germans have a word for it. <laughs> Speaking too fast on a podcast? Being laughing and oh. crying at the same time. Got it. So, uh, Gord. Steve, <laughs> we've got a film festival to talk about. Oh, my God, we do. It's I hope annual, it starts off better than this podcast. It's our annual Comedy of Horrors preview show. That it is, Steve. <laughs> we opened with the uh, theme song for the Comedy of Horrors created by Lester T. Raw of the Pine Box Boys. That was Cthulhu Photogen. That's a great way to kick things off because we're going to talk about the festival on April 22nd. 2023 at Sif Cinema Egyptian in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle. Tickets are available now. We'll be showing 41 shorts from around the world and the feature in its Seattle premiere, Cocaine Snorting Crabs from Outer Space. That we are. Uh, I'm looking forward to it like a lot. Not the only whole, that. The whole thing. Are we going to have any live music, Steve? We are. Or as you might say, from are you going to have any live music, Steve? Pretty sure I didn't sound like Goofy. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Can't work like this. I fucking quit. <laughs> 212 episodes in, he finally has enough, folks. <sighs> I don't know. What were we talking about again? <laughs> we are talking about feature films. We're talking about a band that may be playing at the mm. film festival. That's right, Gord. It's Seattle's own The Destroyers. Spooky surf sounds. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to seeing them live in the environs of the Sif Egyptian. I think they're going to have a few surprises for our audience, which is going to be just swell. <laughs> Swell. Was that a surf term? It was. Way to go. Man, not much gets by you. No, I can the never get a break. The and Bremies come to you for advice, I guess. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. Lux Interior. <laughs> so anyway, film festival coming soon to a theater. To a theater near you, near you if you live in Seattle. Tickets are available now for the Sum of $45 American. Yeah, don't be trying to pass off those Canadian dollars. I don't want to see that crap. American dollars. Ecuadorian sucres, right out. Festival uh, doors are going to open at 1230. Uh, show starts promptly at 1 p.m. 
and will run until just about midnight. So we're going to have a lot of entertainment in store for you. Yeah. And prizes. Are we going to give away prizes galore, Steve? Tons of prizes from our sponsors, including such fine folks as Stalker Farms, Dolcetta Artisan Suites, Scarecrow Video, Paizo Press, True Cult Coffee, Flying Saucer Pizza, Dark Horse Comics, Dragon's Roost Press, Gord, Fanographics Books, Mac and Jack's Brewery, and Vortex Video. Yeah, that chocolate is going to be so good. Right there, that's the whole reason to come. Right there, that's enough. <laughs> you're just going to go, ah, you're going to make that sound. Dolce does chocolate. a good job every time. They, make, they do it. They bring it. Yeah. We bring it. They, so, yeah, we've got they, a, a, just my living room is chock full of prizes and swag now, Gord. That's great. So, it's like Christmas, except you're giving it all away. For not for me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I understand. People say Christmas is all about the giving. So maybe oh, it is okay. like Maybe it is for me. then. Yeah. As long as my wife doesn't divorce me for having the living room full of shit. Then you might have to go live away in a manger, which would still be like Christmas. Wow. So, dude, uh, we've got a lot more in store. We've got festival-related tunes coming up, and we've got an interview with Chuck McGee, the director, producer, and writer of Cocaine Storming Crabs from Outer Space. But first, what we always do about this time, Gord, what pisses you off, man? Steve, you know what pisses me off? I do not. Single-ply paper products. Is there anything more useless than a single-ply paper product be it a napkin be it toilet paper anything you need you need at least two plies i recently attended a concert a show if you will and they were selling euros out of the food truck out front and i got a euro and you've had a euro it's a saucy messy thing that you eat most of the way without incident and then it becomes you know down to your elbow you're probably wearing some on your pants and they handed me a napkin that was a single ply, like thin, you can see light through it, brown paper napkin. I needed more. I, it, normally a euro requires at least like four napkins. I had to get eight. I got this big like wad of brown paper napkins, which individually are useless. They're like a single snowflake. You know, you need to bond them together to really get the job done. Come on, knock it off. Single ply paper products. Yep. Screw you. Good Lord. How about you, Steve? What pisses you off? Oh, you know what pisses me off. So uh, the other day uh, I was going down to the SIF Film Center to drop off our program on a hard disk as well as some posters and postcards. And so that particular venue is ensconced in Seattle Center. And so there's like a street that goes down and it kind of turns, hangs right. So it's a big elbow where you can park. And so I'm in a hurry to get to work. I'm going to drop off this stuff and then I got to go get to my workplace and I pull up and I see an open spot. I'm like, holy shit, I'm lucky. And I pull over and I park and I look and there's no parking signs that I can see within 50 feet of my car. So I'm like, this is great. I'm just going to run in here real quick and deposit the stuff and I'll be right back. So I do that. I come back to my car and there's a cop standing there right in front of my car. Never a good sign. And I'm like, are you giving me a ticket? And he goes, is this your car? 
And I said, yeah. <laughs> he goes, you've got a ticket. And I said, why are you giving me a ticket? He says, did you not know that this is a pay parking area? And I said, do you see a, park- a no parking sign or a- any sign indicating that right here? And he looks around and he goes, you didn't see the machine half the way down the block for paying for your parking? No, I crossed the street right here and walked down the other side of the street. Well, I guess, you'll have, I, well I guess you'll have to tell it to the judge then. Oh, dude, you should. Yeah, with photographs. Dude, I got to take time out of my day and off of work to do that? It's ridiculous. I'd do it on general principle. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pay the ticket. But it pisses me off because... That's how they get you. There was no way to know. That, but you, I should have just assumed it's fucking Seattle. Anywhere you go, you're going to have to pay for parking. So, you know what? I guess that I learned my lesson. But You're lucky you got away without a beating. In Seattle, folks, look around, pay for your parking. If you suspect, probably you have to pay for parking. Good thing to know about Sif Cinema Egyptian. Right across the street on the corner on Harvard Street, there is a full parking structure you can park all day the day of the festival for ten dollars all day which is awesome because over in queen anne last year i think we paid upwards of 40 bucks for the day to park yeah i don't know i just parked illegally they never ticketed my car the options were no longer viable you know it's unfortunate because sif like lost their parking slots that they remember you used to be able to get like a, a voucher for the day yeah and they lost their parking lots during the pandemic. So that's one of the benefits of moving over here to the Egyptian $10 all-day parking. Absolutely getting a ticket in Seattle pisses me right off. I, I got to say. I got to say, Steve, even if you suspected that where you were parking wasn't free, you didn't know where to pay. There, you didn't see anything that said, hey, pay here. What were you supposed to do? Like staple a $10 bill to your hubcap? What? Well, they have these machines on the street, right? But yeah. you have to be walking on the sidewalk side of the street. So when I crossed immediately to the other side of the street and walked down the street, I would have looked over and seen the back of the pay machine. But I wasn't even looking. I was mission-oriented, man. I was like, okay, I got to bust down here. I got to drop off this stuff. I got to get back to my car. I got to go. So I don't know. Sucks. 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 Why don't we listen to a tune? Let's do that. Why, th- why don't we listen to a tune from a short from what? this year? This is The Mages of Rage from the film The Mages of Rage and the Desecration of the House of Mimicry. This tune is called I Will Never Die. <laughs> Die, 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 die
did you like crabs back here? Your faces, crabs. Give them some of your beer. You give them a beer. I'm giving them something way stronger than beer. Detective Reese, Detective Reese, come in. Reese here. All right, what do we got? Captain? Captain? You think crabs are pinching people to death? Well, what's it going to take for you to take this seriously? Get somebody to agree with you. Someone who knows what they're talking about. Alex Bailey, I'm Detective Charlie Reese, and I need your help. Wait, you want to know if a Dungeness crab can kill someone? That's what I'm aiming to find out. Is that alcohol? That's classified. Newsflash, these are not normal crabs. How in the hell did that stay unprocessed inside of that crab? What is it? Coke. Cocaine? You have absolutely got to be kidding me. Is that what I think it is? Evidently, these are space crabs. Hold the course, Miss Bailey. We've got some coke-snorting space crabs to wrangle. Oops. Oops, my ass. I'm not afraid of these things. They just look like a bunch of plastic toy crap. All right, once again, that was The Mages of Rage from the short The Mages of Rage and the Desecration of the House of Mimicry, the amply titled short film. And uh, that tune was I Will Never Die. See the short in its entirety at the 2023 Boneback Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. One of the more original shorts we're going to show is a thing I've never seen before. And I love when we bring you a film that's something you've never seen before and I've never seen before. You're going to dig it. Yeah. So uh, joining us now on the show is the producer writer, director, and one of the stars of this year's feature, Cocaine Snorting Crabs from Outer Space. Welcome Chuck McGee to the show. How you doing, sir? I'm very well. How are you? We are doing great. Uh, film Festival is only a couple weeks away now, so uh, yeah. things are getting exciting. Yep, creeping closer day by day. Absolutely. So we saw your film and we were immediately charmed by the amount of humor and detail and fun that is in that film. How did you get the idea for cocaine snorting crabs from outer space, Chuck? I was in the shower. I was in the shower. Just my mind was wandering and I thought about crabs doing cocaine and I started laughing and then I stopped myself. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, where are they from? And I said, duh, space. And I hopped out of the sh- and I started riding down as fast as I could. It's really? amazing because just crabs, you know, they don't have noses. Yet you're thinking about crabs snorting cocaine. That's whilst oh, in the yeah. shower. I mean, I, I kind of glance over that, uh, that detail. You know, they, they've got an orifice in there somewhere. You know, I figured, hey, you know what? <laughs> Some sort of sucking action with it, with the powder going in. You know, I can make it work. Yeah, and we don't know. These are space crabs. They may have a That's whole right. different olfactory system. We don't know. Right? You could, yeah. yeah it's, it's like saying magic. You know, it's from <laughs> outer space. We don't know. Yeah, what this movie uh, perhaps lacked in a budget, it more than made up for in in love. You did damn near everything in this movie. You you 
conceived of it, you wrote it, you directed it, you acted in it. How long did it take from shower to uh, finished product? A little under two years. Um, Two years minus, oh, I'm bad at math. Two years minus four months. So 20 months? 20 months? Sure, we'll go with 20 months. Uh, The idea popped in my head in January 21. Uh, I had a script by the end of May. Everyone in this is a friend of mine, except for two people who are friends of friends. And they're like, can I friends be in? Of course. So (laughs) I kind of thought you were going to say, except for two people. I hate those bastards. (laughs) (laughs) They owe me money. (laughs) Um, And then we shot in late July, early August because of the Pacific Northwest and, you know, Mm, the the weather we get. It's, It's easy to find consistent gray weather. But not with rain. It's hard to find consistent blue sky weather. So I roast my actors in the summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did it get it up to all of 80 degrees? You're not getting a lot of sympathy from this uh, Californian. <laughs> uh, well, I'm from California. So this was it was about it was a little over 100 on at least two of the days. Oh, God. You people combusted that. You're <laughs> right. I'm I amazed you're still alive. I won't spoil it, but there is a prop in the movie, a very prominent metal prop. And on that shooting day, it burned our hands, so we had to, like, use rags and move it to the shade. Holy cow. Um, Yeah. So a couple of those days were scorchers. They really (laughs) genuinely were. (laughs) Wow. Now, this movie features numerous crabs. These, what I'm assuming were uh, plastic crabs that perhaps you got in bulk. Um, what what's the story with your crab selection? I'm I'm curious why you settled on that particular crab. There are not a lot of options out there for plastic crabs as far as getting something big enough to really be seen, you know, on the camera. So I I hopped online and I started looking. I bought some a few. I did some test shots, you know, throwing them across the grass, you know, hurling them in the air, hitting them with a bat, stuff like that. And I just landed on on the ones I did. Uh, some of them, there are different sizes in the movie, and I, I had to kind of accommodate for that for budgetary reasons because the big ones were very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I can't buy that many of these. They were like 18 bucks a piece. Wow. So I said, all right, I'm going to have to write in a way to put little ones in there too. So uh, again, without too many spoilers, I, I just wrote my way out of that. <laughs> That's <And> great. <laughs> <laughs> the, the script is based on what plastic crabs you could afford. <laughs> That's fantastic. I that was one of the things I kept telling my actors and myself over and over again. When anything, you know, we'd hit a, a snag or a bump or something, I would just take a deep breath and I would just say the two words: "Plastic crabs." We're making a movie with plastic crabs. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Helps you keep it in perspective. Well, I, I gotta I told- say, you did a lot with what you had because there are scenes that it seems like there's dozens, if not hundreds, of crabs in the shot, which is amazing. There's a theater scene that when people yeah, see, like a- it's gonna blow their freaking minds. Song and dance routine, practically <laughs> reminiscent of something out of Gremlins. It was. It was I actually, something. I I've been, I would tell that to people. Gremlins is one of the um, the examples I would use. If someone asks me if this is any two movies mashed together, what is it? It's Gremlins and Killer Tomatoes. Oh. Is what I kind of ended up with. Fair. Well, it's a really great time, Chuck, and we cannot wait to share this with our audience. Bravo, sir. 
I am looking so forward to seeing everybody watch it and, and enjoy it. So this is not, just so our, our audience knows, this is not your first film. You actually sell uh, another film as well, right? This is my third feature. Okay. The prior one I shot in 07, that's Uncle Bingo. I shot that when I first moved from California up here to Oregon. The one prior to that I shot when I was still living in California, that one's called Bored with a Nail in It Man, about a guy who gets hit on the head with a piece of wood, wakes up thinking he's a superhero. <laughs> I but like the I, title. Yeah, it's all one word, too. People have to sit there and squint to read it. <laughs> I did not give them the luxury of any hyphens whatsoever. <laughs> nice. So where can our viewers see those films? I do not have them online yet. Okay. Uh, Which I, means um, maybe there's some place they can buy them. Yes, I will have I will have copies with me okay. when I head your way Beautiful. on the twenty second. Right on. So see us at the merch table, people. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. I might I might even bring a sharpie or two. Also, my lead actress is going to be there too. I love it. Now, was she in oh, the other two great. films, or was Cat? Obviously, she's in crabs but uh right. was she in your Just other films as well or those were no, too long I, ago probably yeah I, I didn't know her at the time so okay. uh just this one she she had a schedule that worked and i i asked her to come in and do a read and she was dry reading better than than i was and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> in fact on set she would remember my lines when i would forget them she was absolutely great <laughs> wonderful to work with that's kind of in keeping with her character too, though, who's yeah. sort of the straight person in in many of the scenes when right. you are the zany one. So yeah, it's a, it's a great comedy duo. I've got to say. When I decided to make this one, I was telling my daughter. I said, "I want to make a good bad movie, not a bad bad movie." And I showed her a couple really low budget movies, and I said, "This is a bad bad movie. This is a good bad movie." And I'm trying to make this one. And she noticed something that I didn't notice at all. And she says, great. And I said, what? The lead actress in one is a model. And in the other one, it's a prostitute. And I was like, oh, perspective. I did not realize that. So I, when I wrote this, I wanted at least equal parts on both leads. I, I didn't want someone being saved all the time. I wanted both roles to step up at times and, and pull their weight of the duo. Absolutely. The other thing that I really appreciated this film is it has almost airplane-esque levels of jokes. The jokes are coming at you so fast and so furious and it never lets up. And some low-budget comedy horror films we see, the humor level just isn't up there like it is in this film. And, you know, if if you don't laugh at that joke, wait a minute, because there's going to be another one right behind you. <laughs> there's more, folks. Yeah. <laughs> they can't all go out of the park, right? <laughs> but a lot of them do, sir. A lot of them right. do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's the one thing I can afford. I can I can afford time and sitting and writing. And if there's a little dry spot in there, it's like, eh, plug a joke in there. You know? Sure. Someone trips or falls. Someone gets hit with something or some weird wacky line. But yeah, <laughs> the funny thing is I actually set out to try and make a horror movie, and this is what came out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a huge market for low-budget horror, and I was like, maybe I should get in on that. And the more I wrote this, the more I realized, I was like, oh, I'm bad at that. <laughs> i bet at horror let's cram more jokes in it we sir appreciate that so you're thank good you. at jokes so yeah <laughs> thank you all right man well uh, we'll let you go but uh, one last question we always ask all of our guests around this time chuck what pisses you off man oh without getting too deep into it 
This country's healthcare system. Oh my gosh. I know, I know it's not a great fun answer, but man, when I get bills, <laughs> yeah. all those bills. I yeah. Those bills. Yeah, it can be brutal. It can be brutal for the for the most minor things. I don't have a funnier answer. I don't, I don't, ducks with machetes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's pretty universal, too, because everybody's got to deal with it at some time. And right. you know, even trying to get a question answered often on a medical bill is you know, <sighs> pulling teeth. It's just so No, that's difficult. a dental bill, sir. No. Right. <laughs> same dental Three of your teeth need working on. Pick two of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. All righty, sir. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us on the show, and uh, we look forward to meeting you in person on April 22nd. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you both.
All right, we are back. Once again, that was Bats Forever from the Del Destroyers off their brand new release, 10,000 Ways to Die. And we would be absolutely remiss if we didn't speak to a member of the Del Destroyers on the eve of the festival. So uh, joining us now is bass player Lucas Mayan. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you, Steve? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I got to say, we are so excited to have you guys play your first Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. Uh, We're incredibly excited, too. Uh, Last year was my first year attending the festival, and I had a blast. So to get to not only experience it again, but contribute and be a part of it is just awesome. Oh, it's so exciting. Obviously, the new album has been out now. Uh, the the first, last time we featured you, we didn't have access to all this awesome new music. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. I am excited for our audience to hear a lot of that stuff. What can our attendees expect at this year's festival from you guys? Yeah, so we're playing, you know, we're playing a mix of tunes from all the records, but definitely a lot from 10,000 Ways to Die. One thing, uh, if there are any longtime Destroyers fans out there listening to this, we are playing, I'm not going to say which one, but we are playing, we're going to, we have a tune that we put back into the set list for this festival that we have not played live since 2018. So, uh, so if you, for anyone who's come to a bunch of Destroyers shows over the last few years, you'll hear something that you haven't heard us play Maybe ever, or if ever, not for a really long time. So, <laughs> Fantastic. So we've got some old stuff and some new stuff. That's going to be mm-hmm. so killer. Yeah. You know, so the record came out, you know, in summer of last year, but because of supply chain issues and general demand, record pressing has been super, super backed up. And so we only just got our vinyl records in within the past month. So that's actually something new that folks can now pick up if they're interested as we have. We finally have our vinyl records as well. All right. So uh, meet you at the merch table, huh? Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, I understand there's going to be a little multimedia going on the screen behind you guys while you're playing as well, right? Yeah. So our good friend, Lisa Petrucci, uh, who runs uh, Something Weird Video, Lisa. she gave us permission years ago to use a bunch of clips Um, from a bunch of Something Weird videos for our performances. So we have our drummer Todd is a pretty deft hand at video editing. So he put together a montage of a bunch of, you know, clips with effects and things like that, that we have that when we have a screen and a projector, we have been known to play, you know, while we're performing. Don't have the opportunity that often, but uh, really excited that we get to use it this go around. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. Right on, man. Well, there's going to be some other surprises that maybe we don't want to give away to the Mm -hmm. audience just yet. We should let them find out when they show up to the Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. But uh, Yeah, some some things you've never seen at a Destroyers show before. (laughs) I guarantee it. it. Right on. All right, man. Well, uh, one last question before we let you go. Uh, As you know, we ask on the Bone Bat Show, what pisses you off, Lucas? You know, just having just talked about the the vinyl thing, what pisses me off is multi-million dollar huge pop stars flooding record pressing plants with orders so that small indie bands can't get their stuff pressed in a timely manner. That that pisses me off. 
Well, did, did I also hear recently, too, that uh, record labels were actually buying up pressing plants? I don't know, but it definitely would not surprise me. I do know that I've seen I've seen several instances, and I'm not going to name specific artists because it's not about specific artists. But I, I saw some things where, you know, some some big, huge artists ordered tens or hundreds of thousands of records for record store day mm, that then yeah, sure. that, that that then didn't sell, you know, and you can just find like stacks of them in you know, the, the dollar bin at record stores or at like Goodwill and things like that. So it's just, you know, it's just another instance of kind of throwaway junk media being made, but then also having a huge impact on everyone else um, who's also trying to get records made. So it's just, you know, it's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a record store day is an interesting thing. Actually the bone bat film festival is on record store day. Oddly nice. enough. So, uh, yep. yeah, I guess I mean, if you need to spend the night at the record store and be in line first thing in the morning, you could still make it to Bone Bat. Yeah, record store day is great. Uh, last year, I got a really awesome uh, Satan's Pilgrims <laughs> uh, uh, live record that was awesome. I you got did. You the, told me about it. Yeah. And then yeah. the the Linwood Silver Platters was out, but I found a copy at the Soto Silver Platters, so it was all nice. good. I think I texted you right after a picture yeah. of it. I was like, ah, Lucas, I got one. Yeah, and I also got I picked up the uh, Lelou's uh, instrumental record as well. So I don't know if you know Lelou's. They started out as a Seattle band. They moved down to uh, Los Angeles a few years ago, um, uh, and are I think based out of there now. But they uh, initially did kind of a mix of like of instrumentals and vocal tunes in kind of a a laid back surf style okay, and then, and then sort of transitioned to being mostly a vocal band. But for record store day last year, they put out uh, instrumental versions of a, of a bunch of uh, their, I think vocal tunes uh, and that record's really fun too. Interesting. Okay. La loose. I'll have to keep an eye out. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, thank you again for joining us on the show. And uh, why don't you to. tell our listeners a little bit about this next song? Yeah, so this next song uh, is one that uh, we'll be playing uh, at the Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors. Uh, and this is one of my personal favorites off of 10,000 Ways to Die. It's called Scream Dream. Right on. Here you go, folks. Enjoy. <laughs>
This is Lucas from the Delstroyers, and you are listening to The Bone Bat Show. We are back. Uh, thanks again to Chuck McGee from Cocaine Snorting Crabs from Outer Space for joining us on the show. Following that, our musical guest, the Destroyers, with a brand new cut from their latest release, 10,000 Ways to Die. That was Scream Dream. I hope you dug it. And you can find their music at thedelstroyers.bandcamp.com. And following that, one more from the Mages of Rage. Wasting time. So, Gord, you got any weird stuff this week? Hey, you know what? I got some weird stuff. You do? I do. Okay, what's your weird stuff for this week? Live from, oh, well, not live, but from the news, East Palestine, Ohio. It's been in the news a lot lately, right? There was a certain horrifying train derailment. Uh, I was going to say. Yeah. Well, a truck carrying toxic soil from that train derailment overturned yesterday on the highway according to the Ohio State Hi- the, the Ohio State Highway Patrol that's hard to say a commercial vehicle hauling 40,000 pounds of contaminated soil was involved in a single vehicle crash the driver a 74-year-old Mr. Philip Falk of McDonald Pennsylvania suffered minor injuries from the crash and was cited for operating a vehicle without reasonable control. The northbound tractor trailer traveled off the side of the roadway, hit a ditch, crushed a utility pole, overturned onto its side, and dumped 20,000 pounds of contaminated soil right back onto the soil itself. (laughs) God dang it, people. Can we please keep the contaminated soil out of the soil? I just, I don't even... No news on what happened next. I'm assuming they loaded it all onto a barge, which promptly sunk. <laughs> and they are sending it to California. And it's all a, coming to California. Screw you, California. <laughs> That's right. We're sticking it to the libs or something. <laughs> That's it. That's my whole weird stuff. That's it? Yeah, that was it. I mean, really, I just, I read the story and I went, we just, with the, I can't, I can't with this anymore. Toxic spills turning into toxic spills. I also heard that the the dump site for toxic waste that they were going to was rejecting the whole notion of accepting toxic waste from this train spill because no one had notified them. <laughs> People became upset that they were going to put toxic waste in the toxic waste dump. Interesting. The whole thing is just a horrifying comedy of errors. Yeah, this is how horror movies are made, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. Swamp Thing comes to mind. 
we just saw prophecy. We revisited prophecy. Oh, though. geez, the commercials for that scared the hell out of me as a child. Right, dude. The the did you ever actually see the film? I saw the film. Yeah, the commercials are what messed me up. Did, that, that scene, though, the sleeping bag scene. The sleeping bag scene. Yeah, holds up like a boss. Oh, that yeah? kid gets smoked. Like he oh, just geez. explodes, the bear hits him, and he goes flying across the screen into a rock, and it bursts into a explosion of down <laughs> via feathery death. Yeah, like it was so much harder and more brutal than it needed to be. You're just like, <laughs> damn, bravo, director. Yeah, because as a kid, you kind of feel like snuggled in and safe in your sleeping bag, I guess, no, or maybe just that's I the did. Least not safe thing. No, you're right. You're just trapped in like the soft cocoon. You're essentially go hopping around like a caterpillar, just play dead. <laughs> just play dead. Like maybe the, I don't know, or run, get Mercury out of the sleeping bear bag and run. Will not see you. Definitely not the safe place to be in front of the Mercury Bear. <laughs> no, you don't want to be there. What inspired this? Was it Cocaine Bear? And you're like, hey, we should see more bear movies. So you saw Prophecy? Uh, no, we were just flipping around on, uh, I think, Amazon Prime looking for something that, you know, one of those nice, ah, I don't want to watch a show. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch that. Started flipping through the horror selections. And it was like, oh, Prophecy. Yeah, I saw it the one time in a movie theater. You saw it Probably the with you. No, I'd never seen it. This was the first time. Oh, Wow. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I probably saw it in the theater with my dad. Could be. Jeez. No wonder I turned out twisted. Come on, dad. I was, the commercial scared me, so you took me to see it? <laughs> That's not the commercial that freaked me out. The commercial that freaked me out was the one for Magic with Anthony Hopkins. I don't recall that commercial oh at all. Oh, my God. That commercial is so fucking terrifying. So it is this ventriloquist dummy that looks kind of like anthony hopkins like medium shot camera is closing in on the dummy's face the dummy says violets are blue roses are red magic is fun when you're dead Like, I would go screaming out of the room. That fucking terrified me so bad. If I watch that commercial, even now it's on YouTube, it still gives me like goosebumps. <laughs> That's fun. It sounds dumb, right? It's terrifying. Uh, I take your word for it. You know you know fear. You know horror. <laughs> well, everybody has their own their own thing, but... I suppose so. Yeah, that one gets me. Anyway, so the Prophecy commercial freaked you out. Yeah. Freak me out bad. What was the, I don't even remember that trailer. What I remember from the commercial is the sleeping bag, the, the, the creature the getting someone around. in. Yeah. It, the sleeping bag. It just the whole notion of, oh, that could happen. Cause we went backpacking all the time. We were out in the woods in a tent, maybe sometimes pouring, not in a pouring tent. Mercury always in, into the streams, drinking I mean, mercury. You know, yeah. that's, that could happen. You know, the commercial didn't go into the whole mercury thing. It was more just, <laughs> Sleeping so you didn't bag. Know Mercury was bad violence. because they didn't. You hadn't seen the movie yet, and so that's why you were pouring it in streams. That's why I was smoking mercury. Yeah. <laughs> all right, dude. Why don't we listen to another tune? All right. What are we going to listen to, Steve? Let's go all the way back to our 2014 film festival, and this tune from Beefy that he made just for our festival, covering uh-huh. my eyes. Uh, 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 uh. 
It all started way back in the day, just like most things, but slightly creepy. Watch my dad, watch the wall, dude shaved his brows, hammer sickle marching down, and I didn't see how. But those images are stuck with me, fill me full with dread. None of this is real as all my parents ever said. But you try telling that to someone who ain't understanding context. One fish, two fish, making up my school text. Didn't watch Willow, but we really left a mark. Had to go home early, couldn't hang Jurassic Park. So needless to say, I wasn't keeping up with Elm Street. Even Little Grimace was too much for baby beefy. Imagination only turned him into nightmares. Square with the crop tears, urine in my underwear. Sleepover troll, Hellraiser, and I will roll. Just pass the night if you plan on watching Psycho. Pretty ladies meeting their demise. Survivors stocking up on supplies. Young priest, old priest, all into exercise. I just cover my eyes. Loud noise and a quick surprise. The killer is in a disguise. Just do what the song implies. Just cover those eyes. You think you're hard because you're rolling with some rappers? You after saw I saw some gangsters rocking pampers, blood and guts and pickup trucks, and headed for the pyre. And fresh human flesh is all that they desire. And they keep on showing us zombies like it's an outbreak. Zombies at your day job, zombies at your smoke break, zombies at the funeral, zombies is at the christening. They moan and bite and shuffle in, but nobody is listening. I never went to summer camp or swam in open waters. God forbid you go to both and see a Jawsy Michael Myers and the murderer is in the group, and all of them are liars. All our cars are breaking down and don't believe in extra tires Subverse the genre just to find another genre As you play another finger, drop the body in some lava Family or comedy, you know I got the goods But see me running, screaming panic from the cabin in the woods Pretty ladies meeting their demise Survivors stocking up on supplies Young priest, old priest, all into exercise I just cover my eyes Loud noise and a quick surprise The killer is in a disguise just do what the song implies uh-huh. Just cover those eyes They says Sean of the dead make you grin You just have to let the right one in Feel that sliver right across your lip Thirteen ghosts dead, ghosts on the ship Conjure up the devil and drag me to hell Hell boy fighting, take her in the hell in the cell My friends got a thing for screaming the ring Went to Antichrist, watch the whole damn thing oh, no. Pretty ladies meeting their demise no. Survivors stocking up all supplies Young priest, old priest, start into exercise oh my God. I just cover my eyes Loud noise and a quick surprise the killer is in a disguise what? Just do what the song implies Come on, please Just cover those eyes Pretty ladies meeting their demise oh Survivors stocking up on supplies A young priest, old priest, start into exercise Ooh. I just cover my eyes Loud noise and a quick surprise, surprise. The killer is in a disguise. disguise Just do what the song implies Come on, Come on. Just cover those eyes This is Chuck McGee, director of Cocaine Snorting Crabs from Outer Space, and you are listening to The Bone Bat Show. All right, once again, that was Cover My Eyes from Beefy 2014. You can find lots of cool music from Beefy at beefiness.bandcamp.com. He's so much a nicer boy than those Death Star boys. Right? Nicest guy. He's the best. Plus those Death Star guys. Actually, our opening theme tonight was the Death Star Bone Bat theme. So, nice callback. Way to go. Thanks. All right. uh, So, multimedia triage, Gord. uh, Do you want to talk about what you've been enjoying lately? Sure. Yeah. I saw the D&D movie, Dungeons and Dragons. What is it? Honor Among Thieves or something like that? Yeah. Total blast. 
I had such a good time watching this movie. It wasn't on my radar. I wasn't going to watch it. I had nothing against it. It just didn't remotely interest me. And my lovely wife said, hey, I want to see that movie. She never says she wants to see a movie. I always pick out the movies and take her to stuff. And so I'm like, oh, you say you want to see a movie. We're going to go see it. What a good call. Because it was just romping fun, great monsters, great magic scenes. It did not do the thing that the Lord of the Rings boring ass series did with, you know, a 10 minute slow pan shot of the green screen while everyone is sniffing a fart. No, it just got in and and had fun and you should see it and you should see it on a big screen. And even if you don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons, you can enjoy the movie. I had fun because I was whispering the names of some of the monsters to Shella. Ooh, that's a da, da, da. that's a this is a, uh, you know nerding out. And she actually liked that I was telling her what these monsters were because they weren't <laughs> things that she'd seen before. So yeah, you you should see it. The, there's a displacer beast for God's sake. In it. I like how you're telling me and the listeners of this show. Even if you don't know what Dungeons and Dragons is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we might I'm have sorry. one did, listener. Did you think you were on fresh air all of a sudden? Did you forget what show you were on? I often confuse you with Terry Gross. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> I don't, no, I totally want to see it. The only thing is, like, I've got less than two weeks before the film festival. I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to go to the movies. And I want to see that. I wouldn't mind seeing Super Mario Brothers, and I absolutely want to see Evil Dead Rise. For sure. And Renfield's coming out? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. shit. But I don't know if I'm going to even be able to get to the movies once before the festival. So maybe afterwards, I'm just going to have to spend the whole weekend someplace. Take a break from watching movies by watching movies? Yeah, yeah. Just decompress with more movies. And you saw John Wick 4. I, I saw John Wick I did see John Wick 4. What, so what yeah. did you think? I... I think it was my second favorite John Wick. My first favorite was John Wick, and this was my second favorite. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. It was a good end. It was well done. It didn't seem as long as it was. When you watch a movie and it's two hours and 20 minutes or whatever it is, and you come out of there going, wow, that went, you know, <laughs> yeah. what was that, 90 minutes? <laughs> no, it was, it was wonderful. What did you think? I had a great time. I thought it was super fun, and just uh, some of the scenes were so mind-blowing. Like, the last 45 minutes of the movie is fucking nuts. The thing on the stairs? Oh, my God. Before you get there, okay, so you got the thing with the cars, so you're playing, like, shooting tag with in automobiles by the Arc Yeah, auto-gun tag. Then... There's this scene in an apartment building where the camera goes fucking top down like a video game. Yeah. Which was insane right? with a flamethrowing shotgun. What the <laughs> shit were we watching? And that was a long, <laughs> unbroken shot, too. And then there's the scene on the stairs, which yeah. is both insane, ridiculous, and hilarious all at the same time. Yes. And painful. It's so painful. I still have, like, <laughs> sympathy bruises from watching that. Well, I remember that. I don't know which one it is, if it's second. Which was the one where he goes to Italy and he fights Common on those cobblestone steps? Mm-hmm. And they're just beating the shit out of each other. And they're just landing constantly on, like, cobblestones every time. Hard. 
this was worse than that. Yes. Although I don't know if it ever topped my favorite, maybe John Wick scene of all time is that scene where he finds himself in that knife museum. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Chasing him. I think that was two. Yes. Yeah, that's that scene is so much fun. That's still my favorite. I watched all three going into four. No wonder you don't have time to watch any other movies. Yeah, it was like I just right after we decided like what the lineup was going to be. <laughs> so like <laughs> I was off the clock. Don't you worry. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, I thought I thought John Wick Four was like loads of fun. Great way to end the series. Uh, stay. There is a post-credit scene, folks. Uh, so stay through the credits. It's not a Marvel movie, but there is a good reason to hang around. So do that. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was really entertaining. And speaking of Keanu Reeves, uh, I started playing Cyberpunk 2077 on the Xbox. It's a good game. It's uh. There's a lot to it. It looks fantastic. The combat is good. Even though it's a giant open world with like a gazillion different side stories and side missions and things you can go on, I don't spend my time getting lost trying to get from place to place. They did a fantastic job with the maps. I understand that the game was buggy and kind of a piece of poo when it came out. It is no longer that way, at least not on the Xbox. So, (laughs) you know... Check it out if you want to dump, you know, I don't even know how many hours I'm going to dump into this game. Uh, Lots. I'm taking an arrow to the knee and maybe stopping adventuring eventually, but not yet. (laughs) Right on. Yeah, I'll have to get around to that one of these days when I have extra time. When you're done watching movies. (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of movies, uh, I just got something very interesting in the mail. Uh, The film Xanadu Hellfire. Do you know about this one? I do not. So this is the latest film from Justin Armeo, who was the director of Bloodsucker Jones and mm-hmm. Bloodsucker Jones versus the Creeping Death, both which are horror comedy films with a very high joke ratio. This is something completely different. It's kind of like a post-apocalyptic adventure film. So it has nothing to do with the Olivia Newton-John vehicle. It does not. Xanadu. Okay. Yeah, because that has no hellfire in it whatsoever. I thought it might be a sequel. I think it has like some roller skating or something. I don't know. I, I Maybe. I don't but, know. Uh, no, no hellfire to speak of. But uh, well, this is fun. It's got some fight scenes in it. It, it. The flavor of the start of it, it almost reminded me of like Beastmaster. I was just immediately like, oh, this is going to be fun. And it's still very low budget. Uh, but if you like that sort of thing, you should check this out. Uh, there are cameos from some uh, other interesting characters that you may know from that universe uh, and uh, a, a fairly high ratio of jokes. I'm enjoying it. Good stuff. All right. And is this just something that uh, one purchased this, the DVD or can you see it on Amazon or I Netflix? Or? It. But funny you should ask, Gord, you can find Xanadu Hellfire at the Filmmaker's Etsy store. You will see a link on the Bone Bad page. Bloodsucker Jones is the one where there's the pirate guy with, he's got two hooks for hands. Yes, and he's trying to open the right. pizza box. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, Maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Pirate pizza place. Yeah. Now I'm going to go back and watch Bloodsucker Jones. Yeah, it's a totally fun movie. So Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I knew nothing about this, and now I want to see it. Right on. All right, well, why don't we listen to uh, 
one last tune and then wrap this episode up, sir. Let's do it. All right. Uh, why don't we listen to something from the oft-featured Pine Box Boys? This is Dark of the Holler by the Pine Box Boys. Ha, two, three, four. <laughs> My jug, pull the cork and take a swaller. Get your gun, I'll run my dogs. We'll take the trail to the dark of the holler. We don't get there first. Bet your bottom dollar, Holland's will. I'll tell you what is worse. What Holland shoots, Holland's aims to kill. I 
life when I get home to rest assured I know I got them trail my dogs there on them now and take my gun and kill hollins never tell a soul you know for sure what really happened here three bodies don't amount to much compared to all the ones they found this year tell me is that Sadie licking on my nose I know I'm getting sleepy but my eyes won't seem to close and take my final bullet sure to find it's dark and leave me in the holler in the dark Once again, that was the Pine Box Boys with Dark of the Holler from Child of Calamity. I hope you enjoyed that one as much as we did. And following that, another one from the Mages of Rage. That was Idiot Party. See it on the big screen April 22nd at the Comedy of Horrors Film Fest. Rock! So thank you. So thank you to Chuck McGee from Cocaine Snorting Crabs from Outer Space for joining us on the show. Also, thank you to the Destroyers and Lucas for joining us on the show and sharing all the great music this episode. Once again, you can find their work at thedelstroyers.bandcamp.com and see them next weekend, April 22nd at the Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. Thank you to all the filmmakers who created films that will be featured in this year's Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. Now, of course, if you join us, you will be voting on the best shorts, the Viewer's Choice Awards. We give awards for the best live action short, best animated short, and best Pacific Northwest short. So you will have an opportunity to decide and uh, champion your favorites via the ballot. Additionally, we will be giving out a Jumbo Bonus Jury Award, as we have every year, to a film that we feel embodies the essence of comedy, horror, bone bat insanity. And uh, that film gets what, Gord? Hundred American dollars. That's and right. And a trophy. A and cash bragging rights. prize that they can use to buy, I don't know, blood for their next short. Yeah. Blood money, but the good kind. 
<laughs> not the bad kind. No. It's the good not kind. That kind. Our usual stuff, you can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. I'm sorry, was that too fast, Gord? Do I need to slow that down? Hold on, I'm slowing you down so I can understand what you said. No, you're fine. Uh, I think you may be a cocaine-stiffing crab from outer space, also, Steve. Bonehand.com is also the home of the Heavy Half Hour, which is published infrequently. You can find my stuff at MightyWombat.com, or if you want to go to Instagram, hey, why not? It's at real underscore Mighty Wombat. We're on Twitter as BoneBat. Uh, we are on Instagram as BoneBat Show, and BoneBat Show on Facebook as well, where we are featuring a trailer of the day every single day between now and the film festival. So if you want to have a non-spoilery taste of what we have in store on april 22nd uh, swing by the page and take a look thank you again for listening to the show if you like what we do please spread the word and tell a friend once Even again if you don't like what we're doing spread the word tell a friend tell them anyway once again april 22nd at sif cinema egyptian 45 dollars join us for the 12th comedy of horrors film festival our last tune tonight, we're going to play one more from the Destroyers and their brand new release, 10,000 Ways to Die. This is the terrifyingly titled Ogre Island. I hope you dig it. Once again, I'm Steve. This is Gordon. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
Bats and crabs. What more do you want, Gord? Bats, crabs. I think that's really enough. That's enough for any podcast, isn't it? 